All right. Hello, Joseph. Welcome to the gathering movement. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. And we're in the same state. We just realized. How about that? <laughs> it's such a win. I mean, you are probably feel this way too. We're used to talking to people from all over the world and how special what it's me and you same state. Right. Right. I talked to so many people. I never know where I'm going to end up. Uh, and it was really interesting to hear New Jersey when you said that. Um, and what are we maybe an hour or two away from each other? Nice little drive. So we might have to meet up and maybe we could do a little collaboration. Maybe you could do a dance reel with me <laughs> if you've noticed any of my reels. Um, but yeah, it's really nice to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course. Yeah, I've been inspired just checking out what you're doing and the services, the membership, the podcast that you have. Um, it's all just it's awesome. So so thank you for your work in the world. And my question that I always love to start with, you know, the meat of it is how does your work in the world empower people to be the leader of their lives? Mm. Well, that's it. I think that's the key right there is the leader of their lives. Um, it's really easy to be dependent on people. You know, we were raised as children and everything's kind of handed to us. And then there's a point in life where we have to take that responsibility. And it's difficult to do because it's easy when things are provided. But, you know, when you take that opportunity, it's fearful, it's scary. You know, a lot can go wrong, but a lot also goes right. You learn a lot in those opportunities that arise when you take that step. And I think that's really key, um, you know, to leading your life is being able to take that independence in life and be able to learn through your experiences in order to set yourself up for success in a sense and success isn't material gain success is true bliss peace and being with that true self that you know you were created to be mm. well we speak the same language so i'm so <laughs> glad that we're here together yeah. uh and as we were just talking before we even hit the go live button it was you know your work and your membership that you've just started is all about putting these individuals in the driver's seat of their life, you know, taking control of their lives, not having you do it for them. I think that's really important. Yeah. And I lived through that experience because when I started growing at first, I'm like, I have a lot of information I can help people with. And I thought I was sort of a savior. And I got into that complex. If you're familiar with complexes, that savior complex that I'm out to save the world. And it kind of caught me up into some tricky situations because then I realized what works for me doesn't work for everybody, but there's general principles that now work for everybody like discipline, for example, like meditation to connect with the unconscious and using these tools, then you can design your own sort of ways to get to you. And I like to say, spiritualize yourself. Uh, a true principle for humble you is spiritualize you. And I think true spirituality is that is taking the the wheel of your life and taking it in your own hands and, and, and experiencing it because it's exciting to see what you can create. Uh, with that awareness, if you could build it in uh, to yourself, but you have to be connected to yourself and you can't be fearful. You have to trust the process. Hmm. I'm curious where you got the name for, for Humble You Media. It, it just came. It was really weird. Um, I didn't notice that my journey, a lot of information was coming to me and I always thought it was more spiritual, something from outside. And, you know, it could be something from outside. I don't like to claim I know exactly what spirit is or where thoughts come from, but I like to just say the unconscious mind. And then through reading people like Jung, I got to notice that he was speaking of the same thing that was going on in my life. And making that connection, you know, it really kind of put me in a position to see that, you know, true growth, true growth is really to be able to humble yourself to the point of being okay with things that arise within you because those things are scary and most of us suppress them. We build a persona because we wanna impress people, but we never really truly think about ourselves. And that's the key principle is the self, you know, to try to aim towards that and, and seek what that is within. 
Um, so, so I'm sitting at a Starbucks and I'm just trying to figure out what a good term would be. And Humble You popped up and I searched it because I'm like, somebody has to have that name. It seems too easy. And it, it was it was really upsetting because Humble Y-O-U was taken, but it was taken for like a private website password that nobody uses maybe, or maybe it's just a private business um, uh, website domain. So I had to kind of just take the U. And take and and i think that 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 key principle of you um that that smaller you is who we are that's our ego and that's who we are in life and humbling that you can get you to a place of really being the y-o-u so i've kind of tied in a way to get the y-o-u going um, but that's how the name came up to be oh so cool and i'm even thinking like you know you're saying university i'm like universe like the big yeah, yeah, big <laughs> so you could really go do a huge play on words with that i love it <laughs> exactly yeah so in reading a little bit about your story we have the former tv meteorologist turns life coach psychologist i would love to hear the origin story of all that <laughs> It's so interesting um, because I didn't even go to college at first to be a meteorologist, but I had it in my blood. And then I was playing baseball. I went to college to study business and I had a scholarship to play baseball, but I broke my leg in a fashion where I had to get a rod put into my leg. My shin, it was a compound fracture in my shin. Um, and it kind of took me out of my direction where I thought I was going. I would have to sit out two years. So I decided, you know what, instead of sitting out for two years and studying business, maybe I can go to my childhood passion. Maybe I could do it because I didn't think I could do it. That's really what drove me away uh, from pursuing that childhood passion of meteorology, of watching the TV meteorologist and, and, and picturing myself as a kid doing it. Um, and then I took the step and it was that dark moment that got me there. And I never noticed how powerful the darkness is in that moment. Um, but looking back on it, you know, it's one of the first moments that really got me to where I am today. The second being that realization that TV really wasn't all that it cracked up to be in a sense. It was, uh, it was quite a land of the ego. And I got a lot of good information for psychology uh, during my experience there. Um, but I really noticed that, that, you know, uh, through my experience of getting on TV, that the power of the individual that you could really do whatever you want to do. I was at a place where I didn't think I could study meteorology. I was getting C's in high school. I didn't think I was smart. I told myself this story over and over. Um, and then because of that darkness, and that's why I like to say sometimes the darkness does have a lot of light in it. You just got to seek it. And when I found that, you know, it got me the confidence to be able to take the studies on. I went to Vermont. If you know Vermont, it is desolate. There's not much up there. Uh, the closest Walmart was in the state next door in New Hampshire. So uh, it's easy to study in a place like that. And I'm glad that I went there. It got me out of my social anxiety shell. Another thing holding me back from getting on TV, um, you know, just to notice how I'm talking. Now I had social anxiety where I couldn't even order at a restaurant without messing up my words. Um, you know, there's always anxieties, but to be able to breathe through them, you can get past them. But, you know, then I get on TV and I'm so happy. It's a honeymoon phase. I'm on CBS in Michigan. And then everything kind of crumbled around me, you know, seeing the egos and the personas, seeing some of the stories they were pushing. Um, it just did not feel right. So I had to make a tough decision. And then that was darkness num number two that led me to, to this point. <laughs> but I'll take a pause. <laughs> cool. Cool. I, uh, I appreciate what you're saying about the darkness because I've too found in my life that the darkness shows us things. The darkness, 
the darkness guides us deeper within. The darkness guides us to things we, we might not have realized if we had always been in the light and everything was perfect. Hmm. So truly our greatest teacher is this darkness. Yeah, yeah. I like to say fear is a great teacher. It's part of the darkness. So it's wonderful words that you use there. Yeah, darkness is, is the teacher. There's a lot of lessons in it. I like to say it provides a lot of depth to life, yeah. you know? And, and without that depth, you know, a lot of these terms that we're hoping for, like success, without the failure, there's not much taste in success. And it really fades away fast. And if you go through a lot of failure and then you taste that success, you know, it's like an ice cream sandwich after taking off, you know, a month for, for, a, for a strict <laughs> diet. It, it tastes so sweet. And I think that's the, the magic in life. So true. And there's a, I don't even know if it's a, a Kundalini teaching, but I know my Kundalini teacher talks about it a lot that we signed up for this polarity planet that has light and dark and hot and cold and good and bad. And we have to have these experiences. We signed up for this. We signed up for the emotions. Mm. We signed up for it. And now it's really about navigating this human experience, which is really what you do you guide people back to themselves so they can navigate so they can handle so that they can persevere through all of these waves yeah yeah and it makes it easy to know that my path was through me and i found a lot through myself through myself excuse me and and through that you know gives me the confidence that other people could do it because i know i'm not special I don't put myself on a pedestal. I wasn't born in some crazy manner. You know, I'm a normal person uh, from America who worked hard to get on TV and then realized that that success really didn't fill me. And, you know, through that finding of meaninglessness through uh, my childhood dream, that got me to a point of actually finding true meaning in life, which was within. Um, so I just know through that experience that someone else can do the same thing. And everything really is within us. Um, it's just a difficult place to be. Uh, when everything's so comfortable in this outside world, especially in the age that we're in now. Mm. Yeah. And really, we don't have a how to life school. We don't really know how to guide ourselves. It's only when individuals like you go through this journey, say, oh, my gosh, wake up to everything. Say, I need to share this with others. But I am not the one on the pedestal. I'm right there with you. And I'm about to guide you back to yourself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I tell people to, to make it like their great work, you know, look at their self as like a great work and it's something that they can continue to work on throughout their life and that'll provide a lot of meaning to life because when you have those successes, like when you start changing your breathing patterns and you notice that you now have changed your automatic breathing patterns into a healthy state that's, that's less stressful and it's building more energy in you, then you have more energy available to really create and manifest all of your wishes and hopes and dreams, you know? And then the other thing is life really is about experience. Think of a song or dance. It's not about the end result. It's about what goes on in between the, the beginning and the end. And if you're not focused on that, you're gonna be living in the past or future, and you're gonna at some point in your life realize that you've really never truly lived. And I think it's really important to make that realization at some point. Mm, absolutely. So you're in Michigan, you, you see what's going on around you, you've made it, you've made it. And then you realize this isn't it. What happens? Oh, you know, the American dream that <laughs> I woke up from it <laughs> because I thought I had it. You know, I thought I had it. I really thought I had it. I was like, oh, I made it. You know, this is easy now. All I have to do is just show up and I'll continue to climb the ladder and, you know, I'll fill my ego. <laughs> And it was great to go through that because I did have an ego and I scared myself at one point. And that's what really woke me up to what was going on. And I noticed I was changing in a manner that I didn't want not, I did not want to, to manifest. 
And, you know, I was, I was like a little bit scared of myself because I always had this little child in me that was so curious, so happy and exploring. If you look at my page, you could see I'm back out now, really loving life. Um, and it's good to release that child. That's a lot of the work that I do, uh, that inner child uh, healing. But yeah, you know, <laughs> the, the, the TV world showed me a shadow side and then that shadow side, you know, led to my own shadow, which was a grateful experience, although it was the blackest of the black, I like to say. Hmm. Now, did you grow up with any kind of spiritual backbone or any kind of understanding of, of deeper self? No, that's what keeps me so passionate about this because I feel like I got downloads through my journey because a lot of information was coming to me and I did not have anyone guiding me. Mm -hmm. So where is this information coming from? I would read books and I would be like, whoa, that's the same thing I was just thinking, like almost to the same exact way that they put it in the sentence. So those revelations were so surprising. And then noticing the unconscious coming up, those revelations were, were really surprising because it was like the more I played with it, the more I was learning and the more I was learning from myself and my unconscious, the more I was able to switch and change some of these things. And then when I saw the changes happen, it was it was really blowing my mind in a sense. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and it's really exciting, you know, especially when you make those physical changes on your body and you could see it because the mental changes, they're all invisible and it's really tough to, 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 to notice them. Um, but the physical changes, you know, they get you really excited. So true, so true. Now, when you made or decided to make this decision to to leave that life, you know, I feel for so many people that they're so stuck in what they're doing because they're so fearful of what other people might think, what society thinks of them, um, the stability from a job. Um, and how was that transition from for you when you left this 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 you know amazing thing that was the end all be all to transition into a completely different path? Hmm. I think the way that, of course, I had some 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 great, you know, well, there's a couple of things. What I want to say, what's really coming up right now is is putting in the work. Like one thing that is a, a bit scary about a lot of spiritual people is they come to these realizations, they're feeling good, they do a lot of stuff, but they haven't really done a lot of physical work and they're not as attached to the body as one would hope. And if you lose that attachment with the body, it's easy to be very airy. Um, and, and really to be connected with your body, it's so important. And, you know, through my experience, one thing that that I got um, while I was on TV or just right before was was type one diabetes out of nowhere. So, you know, every day I deal with this energy draining thing and I'm such an energetic person. You know, it's another realization of, of what you can do with yourself. But, um, you know, I think that helped me connect to my body. And, and without that, you know, it would be tough to really, truly, um, you know, live in the present moment and, and notice a lot of these things that come up because a lot of these things are tied to the body that come up, you know, a lot of shames and, and, and things that people have told you or things that you've told yourself are, are attached to the body. So um, I think it was that was important in the journey. And I, I really think that that ability to pull away from society, which I did when I left TV and got off the social medias and didn't let anyone direct me. And I kind of directed myself and kind of went through my inner world on my own. I think that really helped me gain a good connection with myself um, and a good clear confidence in, in who I was. And without that, I think it would be really difficult to maintain this, this growth journey. I think you bring up a really good point, and especially with the times right now, there is information, abundance of information. There are thought streams coming into us, there's media, there's the news, there's opinions, there's a lot coming into our field. And what you are saying is that you had to go back to yourself. 
and identify what was yours versus Mm -hmm. what was everything else that was coming into your field. So how does one person do that? It's a difficult process, um, yeah. and it really it really depends on how far you want to go. Now, do you really want to know yourself? And if that's the truth, then that means you got to stop picking and choosing what you want to see, and you got to just let what happens happen. And then through that, you got to integrate it now into consciousness. So think of things that that you're suppressing; they're not fully in your consciousness. And it, what needs to happen is there needs to be a process of transference from the unconscious into the conscious. When you do that, think about what's happening now to the conscious. If you're inf- giving more information to the conscious, as long as you're judging it correctly and you're not, you know, mislabeling it, you're extending your consciousness now. Um, so, you know, let's say you have an, a, a reaction to something you just saw or something that something someone said. You know, if you can catch it in the moment, what did someone say that upset me? You know, now you got the trigger and the reaction and now you could start to do some work with that. Why is that upsetting me? How true is that to me? Does it really matter? No, it doesn't. You know, now breathe through it, work through it, really keep that in awareness. So your consciousness picks up on it and it's been integrated before you suppress it again and kind of just release it back down for another opportunity for it to kind of be stimulated and arise. So it's this true digging into yourself and noticing that other side of you, that automatic side of you, and then making the necessary changes in order uh, to fix that side that's not really serving you at this point. Hmm. And then real quickly, while you take that beautiful breath, um, another thing about you know doing this work is, is you, you <laughs> It takes a lot of patience. A lot of people, they want the quick fixes. And, and a lot of this stuff is neuro networking. And for, st- for things that you've been doing for 20 years to go away, it's going to take a lot of time. But if you keep catching it every time and you keep stopping those impulses from actualizing and manifesting, then you're teaching yourself that you can, you know, that, that, the, that you don't need that reaction anymore. And a lot of those reactions, this is my key point to, to stopping that breath, a lot of those actions are some things that we built in ourselves earlier on in our lives that served us at that point. There's things that serve us at different times in our lives. But as you grow, especially if you're doing the self-growth, there's a lot of things you have to let go of. And it's really difficult to let go of things. You know, we're very sticky and attachy. Um, so so you got to do that process of kind of letting go of things that, that have served you early on. And seeing it in that light can help you release it a little bit better to notice, okay, that's why it's in me. Um, but I don't need it anymore. So, yeah. Well, the reason I took that deep breath is because I'm thinking to myself, heck yes, this is why I'm doing this work to have amazing conversations with people like you who are sharing (laughs) this information. (laughs) Thank you so much. And it really, truly thank you. It's it's amazing to talk to people like yourself because there's not many, um, although it is growing. And Mm -hmm. I think this is the new age and people like you and I are kind of here to usher it in and show people that we all have that power within to do tremendous work and we could transform and adapt into a new being um, if if, if, if you take it on but it really takes that work that you have to do. Yeah, I love it. And we have some friends on comments saying, damn, this is good in your <laughs> child healing. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. And that could be looked at as a, as a spiritualization, you know, talking to your inner child, waking it up, bringing up memories from your past. So you could stimulate different situations, you know, and breathing through it and knowing you're okay. And it cannot hurt you. It's already done the damage. It's already doing the damage. So the best thing you can do is just bring it up and see what you could do with it. You know, and if it's not the time right now, it's not the time. Um, But if you, if you don't try, you'll never know what you can do. And when you let that inner child out, 
you know, it's beautiful. You know, you'll be dancing every day. I've, I've danced, I think, every day for the past two years. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's powerful work. I love a good dance party. So I think I know what I'll be doing after this. Uh, <laughs> sending, me, sending me a video for the reel. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, I want to know more about your book, your upcoming book. Mm. I would love to hear more about it and the inspiration for the book. Yeah. Well, the inspiration was who kind of mentored me through my journey, which is Carl Jung. And I know that he did not do it in person um, and he did not do it in spirit. I'm not saying that I have some weird connection to him, but the, there is sort of a connection to him. And in my journey, his quote was the one that got me, first of all, connected because I was trying to dabble in and find this spirit that was pulling me somewhere. And it was this quote that got me into psychology. And he said, there, no tree can grow to heaven unless its roots, re roots reach down to hell. And it kind of startled, startled me in the moment, you know, because I never read something like that. I always thought the highest good is all you look for and life's only good. And I was just stuck at that pole. Um, and then with wholeness, you know, to put that other side to it uh, is really powerful. So to, to notice, you know, that your roots are so important and then getting into them through Carl Jung. Um, I started doing my journey. Now, my journey was just this self journey of just trying different things. I started playing piano. I never played piano because I knew I was impatient. I started doing puzzles. I started taking meditation walks, doing breathing meditations, all the things, cold shower therapy, all the mental stimulations that I could do to start making changes. And I was doing a quick change because, like I said earlier, I pulled away from society. So I didn't have many outer distractions to keep me distracted away from what's going on within. And in that work, it was amazing what was going on. Um, and then, like I said, I started noticing kind of this voice coming to me and a lot of information kind of coming up when I wasn't thinking about it, especially when I did these activities like dancing, like playing piano, like doing p uh, the puzzles, when my thinking mind was kind of focused on something and it wasn't thinking about different thoughts and feelings and where I'm at. It was more just distracted and aware. And in that space, I was allowing this unconscious to start speaking. And then that's where my true changes started working. I noticed a lot of my projections, a lot of my mirroring, a lot of those deep roots that you, you really can't see unless you start shining a light down in the underworld or the abyss. <laughs> and it's not, you know, it's a scary place to look, but there's a lot of really good information in there. And then, you know, what I've noticed through that journey was it's really helped guide me towards myself and who I am and what I believe in. And you could see, you know, the way I talk, you know, I have a, a true passion about this work and I think it's within everybody. So that's what the book's about. You know, it's really about explaining what the beginning of life is, that hypnotic state, more ouroboric type state. Um, and then kind of splitting the opposites of consciousness, talking about ego consciousness, and then what's happened to our modern egos as people built their own conscious bubbles. They've kind of disconnected away from the unconscious and they're living in their own realm of what fits in, in for them. Um, and, and unfortunately, their consciousness is now stuck and it can't really grow. Um, unless it's now connected back to that unconscious, you know, that space where things come up, um, that, that that space of unlimited potential you hear. Um, and that's what the book's about, really explaining the unconscious, getting to this in-between, I like to say, uh, is a big chapter in the book, the in-between space. Um, and then a, a new self-order and spiritualizing you are the final two chapters to really put a bow on everything, to set up a new order for yourself, um, and then kind of spiritualize yourself through life and find that meaning within. Wow. Incredible. Is the book done? Is this is already it's, written? 
I mean, the skeletons are there. I'm filling in the information <laughs> because the way I like to look at it is this structure of kind of like a story of getting to that final conclusion and explaining a lot of terms that people hear about, but maybe don't really understand, like the ego. You know, the ego is always talked about in this in this manner that it's bad, but there's different phases of the ego and there's different ways the ego kind of is trained and developed. So if you understand the processes of development um, and kind of getting it towards a strong place where it's looking towards or aimed towards your, your true self, now the ego isn't on its own little path of, of its ways that it wants to go, which we all know could be a bit tricky. Um, and then there's different states of ego. You know, there's a weak ego that's more dependent, more childlike. And then there's a strong ego, you know, where you're running people over. Um, you know, it's good because you've now built a little responsibility in yourself, but, you know, you're not really aligned to where you're supposed to be. So just getting into a lot of that very simple uh, but misinformed information can help people get an understanding of their inner world and then starting to set up their own way and pathway of, of connecting and, and gaining information from it. Yeah, it sounds like um, this book describes in layman's and relatable terms these concepts that we've probably all heard being thrown around, but we don't really identify with them or we don't really truly understand what they are. So that's what it sounds like. It sounds incredible. If that's yeah. the case. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to see the psyche, your mind, and then apply a new way that you can set your, your life in a, in a beautiful order um, where you take control. Awesome. Now, do you have a favorite book that has inspired you on your journey? Mm. Mysterium Conuntiones. And I might have said that last word wrong. I think I said it right, though. Mysterium Conuntiones. <laughs> it's, a, it's a book from Carl Jung, um, okay. and it's about 760 pages long. And it goes into the alchemical um, opposites. So the opposites of the alchemical works and, and explaining how different opposites are kind of combined into one. And, and the big factor of the book is talking about the conscious and unconscious and trying to blend them into one. So what's arising is always kind of in conscious awareness. And you have this space of just living yourself and unfolding um, yourself. And it, it's, a, it's an interesting book. But if you get through it, I mean, you're going to find a lot of valuable information um, in some, some interesting texts. You know, the alchemical texts are so interesting, but it's a great way to see the psyche, to see the mind. It's such a difficult, dynamic place to look. You know, I'm a, I'm a former meteorologist and the atmosphere is so difficult to forecast and understand. There's so many factors. Think about the mind. That atmosphere is crazy. And that's the only or one of the only true general templates um, that, that are used to describe how the mind works, how different processes of transformation happen. And it's really tough to conceptualize it. Now. So that's why I like alchemy as a way to see it. And I think that's why it's my favorite book. Very cool. I've not ever heard of it, but now I'm going to look it up. <laughs> Most people don't. I, I've never actually had somebody say they've heard of it unless they were a Jungian or, or somebody that's enjoyed Carl Jung's work. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a classic. It's a capstone of his. Cool. Now, for anyone who's listening who is captivated by this information uh, and they are trying to understand who they are on their own journey, what would be that kind of simple advice or next steps that they can take? Most people don't even know who they are and most people don't even know where they're going. They think they know where they want to go, but they never truly looked at it. So I think step one is really connecting with yourself and not the self that we've been talking about, like that higher self or your true self, that principle, just connecting with you, 
getting within and introspecting. So most of us are looking outside. Just shift the view inside just for a little bit, five minutes a day. Um, look at your dreams. Look at your, your triggers. If you can't catch the triggers, maybe later on when you've cooled down, write them down. And then with your dreams, write them down. Don't try to interpret them. Just write them down. See if anything comes up. Um, but starting to shift that focus within will start to get you more curious and it'll get your mind more curious about what's going on, which will allow more information to come up. When you're too rigid and stuck, it's impossible to really see yourself because yourself is stuck and limited. Uh, your energies are tied up. But if you start to free yourself, you connect with yourself, you can start to breathe. Now things start to arise, things start to come in and people can feel that energy off of you. It's really a, a, a holistic aspect of changing yourself internally and externally by just shifting that focus within. I love it. Love it. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, how can people enter your world? How can they get to know you a little bit better? Hmm. To know me, um, the best way would probably be um, Instagram. Are you, are you talking about like my, 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 my oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I do ask that in a funny way to me. It's like, oh yeah. How can they enter your world? <laughs> I didn't know if you meant like how I live, like my energy and how I'm Maybe. always <laughs> connect to your energies and, and remember mind and body are one. Um, they, they influence each other. And sometimes, you know, you're in a bad mood mentally, but it could be a bodily, uh, physical thing going on that you, you're just not noticing. So doing a meditation, doing a quick body scan. Um, you know, go to the head, go to the ears, go to the eyes, go to the nose, do a quick body scan all the way down to your toes. That rhymes. See, that's how cool yeah. the unconscious is. It comes like that. It's crazy. You know, I have no notes for this. <laughs> you just, <laughs> and, and that's it, you know, the, but do that meditation, do a meditation, check in with your body. And then, like I said, the more you connect with yourself through meditation to be able to sit in stillness and, and peace. Um, you know, you're really going to change your life. It's, it's quite divine in a sense. And that's why I like to use the word spiritual. I don't like to use the word religious, although it is sort of a religion, um, you know, but it's more of a religion within. And it's personal. We all have our own myths. I think that's really important to say. We all have a myth that we're living, and it's something we all have to unfold, unpack, understand, accept, and realize and integrate um, and, and not look towards other people's paths because ours is all unique to, to, to our own. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Now how can people connect with you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I have Instagram only right now for social media. I might start a YouTube because I'm having this sort of, I don't know, it's like a whimsy idea that popped up from somebody that was talking to me about doing sort of a puppet show that explains a lot of these principles. And I thought it'd be really cool in a fun way to explain deep topics, but still have fun with it. Um, so, so look out for that. There's going to be some feelers out there and I'm going to see what the reaction is. And if it's interesting, we'll do a YouTube, but not yet. Um, Instagram really is the way to go. So at humble, the letter you.com and don't type out the letter you just do the you. <laughs> so humble you, uh, media, uh, com is the, is the website. And then Instagram at humble you media. Um, and, uh, th there's also a, a, a new membership that's available on Thursday. So this Thursday, the 28th, if you're listening after it's available, 
Um, and there's for a free membership. And then there's also paid memberships where you can do a lot of learning, a lot of programs. There, there's live events that I like to throw. Um, some of them are free where you can do some work with others, do some coaching and, and psychology exercises. Um, and then, of course, the podcast. You can check out the Humble You podcast on Apple. Google and Spotify. Um, and I get a lot of people on and it really isn't about getting the big guests on. It's about getting everyone on and letting them share their story, how they came to their truths and letting you just learn a little bit about somebody's story and, and life and how it kind of unfolded. So yeah, got a lot going on here and I've really enjoyed this conversation. Me too. Me too. I, I love what you're talking about. I love your, your way of looking at it and I mean, I just love the true mission of bringing people back to themselves because that's mine too. So, mm -hmm. so thank you, Joseph. Thank you for everything you do. And I love the puppet show idea because also like that's your inner, inner child that wants to just like play and have fun. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. Oh, and I do goofy voices. So I think it'll work out. Yeah, I think, I think it'll be good. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here, Joseph. I, I really appreciate you. Yeah, and I'll have to have you on my podcast, too. I'd love to unpack your story. I'm sure it's just as, as exciting and rewarding as mine is. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Melissa says spirituality is a religion within. Love that. So thank you, Joseph, for that. Mm. That was awesome. Much love. <laughs> have a beautiful day, everyone, and we'll be back on Thursday.